Awesome. Awesome. All right. That was great. So I'll tell you what, I'm excited this morning to have TJ come up. And uh, TJ came out to our, our college age group here, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting with TJ and, and working with him on, on the lesson today. And I'll tell you what, he's got a story today that will blow you away. Blow you away. Look at your, look at your uh, schedules. And uh, TJ and I were talking about what his title would be. And, and uh, he says, trust trust and then based upon the story he's going to tell that i've heard a couple times and i'm still am in awe i can't even believe it and that's terrible because that that means i i'm having a hard time believing that god could do what he did for tj this last year but the the title of the sermon is trust in times of trials oh talk about the impossible and uh, you're saying well that's not impossible impossible wasn't it there was times it was impossible and so tj's in these impossible situations where it's done he's going to lose it all but i won't take the rest of the story because it's amazing and so the key to perseverance is trusting god is going to deliver you the key to perseverance is trusting God that he's going to deliver you. And you know what's really cool? Is the core essence of faith is trust, isn't it? Think about that. The core of faith is trust. And TJ experienced the great and amazing power of God to provide uh, this last year. And I asked him if he would bring this lesson. And so in light of this lesson, we were talking and he shared with me his life story. And again, power of God to reach out and grab this guy right before he goes into the abyss. I mean, it's amazing. And that story makes me cry. It makes me smile. And and yet this story is like, I'm in awe of this one too. And so God's really working in your life. And I'm excited to have TJ come and share. And uh, he's going to do a great job. He did a great job for the young people, didn't he? It's like, oh, we're all on the edge of our seat. So anyway, let's bring him on. TJ Winningham. Woohoo! TJ Winningham, man. The guy, the guy that the Lord loves. <laughs> Here you go. All right. We're on, and we're recording. You stick that. Here, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. You stick this in your pocket like that. Okay. With either one. Doesn't matter. Either one. Yeah. I'm going to this one. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Don't be playing with it because you might turn it off. Okay. That wouldn't be too cool. And let's do it this way. Yeah, there we go. Okay, you're ready to go, man. All right. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Uh, all right. Um, trust and perseverance has kind of been a theme in our church. We've talked about it quite a bit. Um, perseverance, uh, man, I, I stand before you guys today um, kind of a miracle man. Like if you guys were uh to meet me six years ago and think that i'd be standing here speaking to you gentlemen right now i'm telling you like it just makes me emotional just thinking about it you know um but anyhow um i love the lord he's 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 done amazing things for me in my life and i'm just eternally grateful and um yeah so uh i was baptized september 8th uh three years ago uh, I, met, I met my wife shortly before that she brought me to christ um i've always um i w- always knew there was god like i never struggled with that but i definitely definitely was not living my life um how i needed to be but since um i i i sought out i wanted to find a wife my my father told me he said if you want to fix your life kid you got to get a god in it you know like i can't help you anymore you got to find god and god brought me my wife and everything since then like we've had a checklist of things of and i mean i i even prayed the other day, it's, uh, Jacob talked about about last night about his ambitions, and I actually 
have been praying lately to curb some of mine because it's just, you know, like, and my wife is so dedicated and to her own fault, like is I'm always doing something, 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 something. And, and, you know, now it's starting to take away a little bit. So we've had this checklist. I plan to keep the checklist, but I just need to like lessen it. Like you were talking about, you know, I need to just figure out the, the thing. So after we had gotten married, um, I have, five, we have five ch children. So finding a place and renting, renting a home with five or six bedrooms is expensive, right? I mean, you guys know what, what the cost of that is. I mean, um, so we thought we, I mean, it's always been our goal is to own our own home, our own home. And, um, we decided that we were going to do that and we started looking, uh, the market right now, I don't know if everybody's aware of it, but it is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Um, so when we started looking, everything was either too expensive or was just being bought right in front of us. Like the moment, like their houses are sitting on the market for like 16 hours before they get their first offer or people are just paying cash. So we really couldn't compete. Uh, but I had a secret weapon and that, that was my wife. That was my wife. And she had to figure out, um, a way that we could go about it. Not only did we have to find something in our price range, we had to make it to where we were going to have to get a fixer upper. Right. And I would have to be the one to do the work and not only do the work, but I got to get paid through the company that I work for, uh, while doing it. It was actually, uh, extremely difficult, um, process like but my wife smart lady and she is a bulldog when she decides like this is what we're gonna do she will read through the fine print and just make it happen Amen. so we called our uh previous landlord we're looking for the home right we got to find the home we've she, she's already done the research on how we can go about it so we know what we got to come up with we call our old landlord and um, we said, hey, we are trying to buy a home. We're paying, you know, all this money in rent. And we had a really good rapport with her. So she said, well, it's funny you called because my brother lent these people this money and they haven't paid it back. And it's the house is going to go into foreclosure you might go talk to these people before that happens. It kind of sounds like a perfect scenario for you guys. I mean, so I go and I knock on the door and I walk up to this place and I'm like, Ooh, man. Right. Uh, fixer upper, <laughs> fixer upper. And I'm just telling myself the whole way I'm walking up to the door before I knock on the door. I'm like, it's fixer upper. This is what I do. I can do this, you know? And I, and I knock on the door and this fella, we'll talk about him here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> guy, his name's David. Well, they had borrowed this money and totally, um, I don't want to talk too much about these people's life choices, but they're definitely, uh, you know, I pray for them, you know, and, and, and um how they how they go about things but um the guy answers the door and i and and i ask him said hey and i mean i'm i mean this is like a cold knock these guys don't know i'm coming over they don't know about the situation they don't know anything and i said hey i'm interested in buying your house and he's crossed on he's like how much <laughs> that's his first words that's it how much and i said well i don't know i mean how much is it worth he said well i got an offer the other day for 190 
I mean, this is like her first couple sentences to each other. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm in the market. You know, I, I, I do these things. I build remodels. I said, well, I mean, just, I mean, I haven't looked very hard, but I don't think I'd have a hard time giving you two, 200,000 bucks. In my mind, he told me he had an offer for 190,000. I just upped it by 10 grand. I don't think I'm, you know, I haven't really looked. I haven't been in the home. I haven't looked at the foundation. I haven't done anything. Um, so he says, okay, give me your phone number. I'll give you a call back. And, uh, that was it for some time. We go, we're, we're diligently looking for houses and we just nothing nothing for months months and months we can't find not only can we not find anything in our price range it's just doors are just being shut finally one of these guys told us hey it's not that your offer isn't going to be good it's it's that these folks from california are selling their homes and i'm doing you a favor by telling you that if you make an offer on this house I got a guy who's going to beat your offer by 7%. And I got 90 days to take in all the offers I can get. And he's going to pay me cash. So he went home like, man, just defeated, right? And uh, the people that we had originally called, called us. And they called us and they said, well, we're considering everything, but we want to find out how much the house is worth. Fair enough. You know, nobody, I don't know. I only said 200,000 because you said 190. You know, I wasn't trying to lowball you because um, they, you know, and, and um, they, uh, they come, come back to us a few weeks later. And we keep praying about this house because I and drove by it a few times and it does. It has a lot of potential. Okay. It is run down. It has not been taken care of. And, but I, I, I see the diamond diamond in the rough the rough so <laughs> so we keep praying about it and a few months go by and we've just struck out left and right trying to find other places and uh finally this guy calls and he says we'll take 265,000 okay well now i don't you know like hey we'll take it that wasn't the deal but we've been praying we've been praying about it we've been praying for this house specifically we have it appraised and it's still that's still a really good deal granted he went up you know sixty five thousand dollars but it's still way below market value um coming uh, to find out that they are in a uh, bankruptcy and a foreclosure. So they need the bankruptcy to go through. And if we get approved for the house, they'll kind of grant them the bankruptcy, knowing that they're going to get the money and the foreclosure. But if it doesn't happen by a certain time, the house is going up for auction. And when it was $40,000 below market value, as it sat, um, someone's going to swoop it. You can't just go to the auction because you got to have cash. Like I'd have to have $265,000 cash. I definitely don't have that. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we get approved. Everything is go. Their bankruptcy goes through. And literally the attorney that handled their uh, bankruptcy had to run down to the courthouse and take it off as it was being auctioned, like as it was being auctioned. And so, hey, nope, not for sale. Take her down, you know, oh, put that one aside. That's first, first God's hand right there. Just that 
man, close calls. I mean, this whole story, this story should be a movie. This is like a love story. There's, there's action. There's, there's all sorts of things. But, uh, yeah, a, yeah, I'm Tom Cruise in this one, you know. <laughs> uh, so they take it off the auction block. Um, and everything appears to be going through. So we are approved. We're going to buy the house. We go down and uh, we got to do all the details through the company that I work for. Steve Dorman, fantastic human being. He was allowed me to do this um, through his company, the, the remodel, which was, you know, um, when we started, everything was super cordial with these people. I mean, they didn't have to lose their home. They were, they, uh, well, they, they're selling their home, but I mean, they were going to get nothing. You know, absolutely nothing but a giant foreclosure, all these, all these things. There's no, no positive. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, we really helped these guys out. They helped us out. This is like a win, win, win. Unfortunately, you know, they didn't, they didn't see it that way. Um, we, we started construction on the home on November 6th. All of the, the, because this is such a special situation, uh, the contracts are like being written as we go. And like I said in the beginning, very cordial, very, everything is, is totally, um, you know, we help you, you help me type deal. And in, in the future, I would never do anything like this again. This is the, the only time that I would. And if I didn't, like me and my wife are feel 100% at this point that God wants us to have this home. It wouldn't go away. Like it kept coming back, kept coming back. We couldn't find anything else. It kept coming back. Um, if these people would have just said, hey, I'm going to put it on the market months prior, they would have sold it just like that. You know, but it kept coming back to us. So the reason... A large part of the reason that we decided to buy the house is because we felt like God wanted it for us. And that was going to be, you know, part of our story. And, 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 it, and it, it ended up being that way. Uh, we uh, start on the home November 6th. Everything, like I said before, is kind of being written up as we go uh through these things called addendums so every few weeks the addendums would have to change and be rewritten uh one red flag that i didn't realize in the beginning is that they didn't have a real estate agent doing any of their things uh they kept their um bankruptcy attorney to do all of their stuff with the buying the house. This isn't really like a, an attorney type situation typically. And, but it was in this one and I'll find out the reason why later. Uh, when I, st I started on November 6th and I started having materials showed up and they originally had a place to move. Like that was not going to be an issue. And I'm, I have a contract that says I can start on the home November 6th. My original plan is to go inside and address everything and work my way outside. Well, I don't realize that these guys don't have anywhere to go. So, so I start on the outside. I start on the outside and there is every obstacle i mean there was 10 t dump truck loads of trash dump truck loads of trash on the outside in the perimeter stacked against the house they had these 
110 pound pit bulls that were not going to let me in the backyard. Um, but I start sighting. <laughs> I start sighting. I have all my, my, my materials show up and, uh, they don't like the banging on the house. So you can't start until nine o'clock. And I'm thinking like, uh, I, I can't start at nine o'clock. I start at seven o'clock. Um, I need, I, we have a time line here, right? Uh, which gets dramatically worse here in a minute. Uh, so all these addendums aren't signed. All the timelines aren't signed yet, but I know the only thing I have in writing is that I can start on the house on the 6th. And this guy is progressively becoming more and more confrontational, like the banging on the house. He won't allow me to replace the windows. Uh, this is the first week. Finally, it gets to about day 11, I believe, and he comes out and he's in my face. And um, I finally, I'm like, hey, what do I got to do to get you out of the house? Like, I only have so much time that you guys haven't come up with yet for me to get this done. What does it take? Well, we don't have anywhere to go. Okay. Uh, let's figure that out together. Let's, let's, you know, I'm trying to be a good Christian here. I'm trying my hardest to deal with this guy who screams in my face on a daily basis. How, how can I help you out? Like, what, what can I do? Like, I, you're stressed out. You don't have anywhere to go. Okay. We, well, this is happening regardless. Like, let's, let's figure it out. So I said, well, if we could just get a fifth wheel, I have this other place that we, we can get into, but it'll take some time. I just need a fifth wheel. I said, okay, let me call my wife. My wife figures out a way called earnest money through our, it, they take it directly out of our down payment and then it comes out of their, what they would get at the end. Um, but it's early, so they got to sign these things called addendums. Uh, Addendums. <laughs> so uh, we do that. We get him eight thousand bucks to move out, buy buy a fifth wheel, and get a spot to rent it. And buy the they get the trailer. We even my wife has to find the trailer for them. You know these guys are not going to do anything like as far as work is concerned or research or anything. My wife finds it, buys it even just trying to pick it up for them anyways uh they go and they buy it and i show up the next morning i'm like yes i'm going to be able to work on the house i don't have anybody yelling at me i don't have you know and he parks his fifth wheel right in front over not only in front of where i'm working but over the top of my siding package so i can't even get to my materials to do it. I have to slide each piece out from underneath this fifth wheel. Um, and uh, it gets to a point where I've run out of patience. My patience, you know, had, had expired at this point. And uh, my wife was able to get a hold of the attorneys and pretty much force them to leave. And it doesn't dawn on me why they're, it felt like, like this guy is literally trying to slow me down. Um, and, and that's ex exactly what he was doing. Um, they finally get out of there and we open up the house. It is full of trash and I mean there's 11 mattresses couches there's four couches there's five stoves there is this is a crazy craziness it was the way things were done the way we bought it like I got five minutes to look at the house and that was it and that's obviously the reason why you know um so they're out of the home, um, and, and we, uh, 
finally get all of the addendums, but part of the contracts are kind of in, like if they don't agree to them, this whole deal goes away. So what they end up doing is giving me an unrealistic timeline. I have six weeks to complete the entire remodel to where it has to be appraised for more than the loan. Now I've added $50,000 on top of market value because of the loan and how much it was going to take. So now I got to make sure that this thing appraises for $450,000 in six weeks. And this place is a nightmare, like a nightmare. Uh, we sign the contracts. I, I'm in it now. You know, I have all, all our money. I mean, if you want to find out if if you can really like that's the, one of the things I'll never, ever forget is my wife. If you want to find out how if you can trust somebody, you take your whole life savings together put it in an, in a in a in a risky investment and then have it go south and see who sticks by you buddy cuz there was never it, you know in the beginning all i prayed for cuz i've seen so many well uh, you know i do remodels and and people think that they can just gut their whole home and live out of an ice chest and do all these things and not get on each other's nerves a lot of divorces breakups a lot of strain on someone's marriage can come from either building a home or remodeling a home and i've seen it a lot and in the beginning our prayers were for the home and then when we got the home it was let's just work together let's not fight like let's let's not let this thing ruin anything for us and that's one of the biggest accomplishments throughout this whole thing i did not get in one argument not one bad word not one anything the entire time and that was and she stuck by me she you know what i mean like nothing but let's figure it out the whole time you know like that's things went our everything could be gone because of the, all these things Never, ever did she ever, it was always, let's figure it out. This is what God wants for us. This is, this is what's, this is, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This is what God wants. Never one time. So bless her heart, you know, because I'm sure I wasn't that easy to deal with. <laughs> um, but... In the beginning, when I got it, and they said the six weeks to me, I got this. I got it. No problem. Not a not a worry. I, I do this. I'm TJ Winningham. I don't miss deadlines. I make it happen every time. And uh, my ego, I'll be the first to tell you, man, like, I am a competitive person and I definitely allowed my ego to get in the way. So if you guys turn, uh, to Jeremiah nine twenty three says, thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. But let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises love and kindness, justice and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. And right then and there, I should have been not i'm tj winningham i should have said jesus please help me you know i should have i 
I, you know, I just said, I do this for a living. I do this for a living. I should have known better. You know what I mean? But when it was in my, when it was in my situation, because if somebody would have come to me, they would, I, I was like, my plan was, I'm just going to work until I can't work anymore. And I did. But it was just an impossible task. But because this was my money and my home and my family and all my things, that, it, nope, I'm this, I got this. Don't worry about it. And now it's in writing. And I got to do it. So, you know, my ego, you know, that's all I have to say about that. You know, and it just, yeah, I got it. I'm teaching, you know, I'm going to do this. And uh, right then and there, I was like, my, that's my first mistake in this endeavor is that I should have just, okay, you brought me here. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. And that would have saved me a mountain of stress a mountain okay uh ego again here see show it again james 4 6 but he gives a greater grace therefore it says god is opposed to the proud but gives the grace to the humble you know i should have humbled myself a much much earlier in this story much earlier but i didn't uh so i'm relying on myself i prayed i prayed for the home i prayed that i didn't fight with my wife those are great things and i'm not doing that's happening my prayers have, are, are being answered but you know i should have really thought through this a little more and um asked for help and and not been so self-reliant i thought you know i'll just i do i worked every day seven days a week till i couldn't lift an arm you know until i was literally falling asleep standing up seven days a week uh that <laughs> is literal and and, and uh my brother-in-law he worked right beside me every day every day for only i'm only paying him for eight hours but he's working 15 16 17 hours a day so bless his heart uh covid had just begun covid had just started like it was that round but um, in the trades or anybody that requires anything at this time, it's terrible now, but at this time, it was crazy. Like they were shutting down things. There were stores that were completely shut down, not alone. I couldn't wear a mask. They weren't even open. I have to have materials. Um, <sighs> building anything in that time was a nightmare. Like this is, it was probably the worst time. I mean, to pick, to to, in history maybe. I I don't know. I wasn't back, you know, in the depression or anything. But in my life, by far, like this, there was a shortage of insulation. I couldn't get certain thicknesses of drywall um, because it just wasn't here. It wasn't being shipped. There was it was impossible. It was impossible to get because it wasn't here. Um, the, my timeline, the, the timeline, like six weeks, 2,100 square feet and everything I opened, I had to rebuild like this. They didn't have, uh, in 1960, they didn't even have to have a permit or an inspection of any kind. So everything I opened, I have to have inspected now because I've opened it. Uh, and Mr. David, the guy I'd talked to before, had called the building department on me. So now I, I almost got red flagged 
uh, because they took two and a half weeks to get out of the home. Uh, I was putting a beam in and typically I would make sure that I have all my permits in advance, but I didn't know what the house required. I didn't know what was load bearing. I didn't know any of these things because I wasn't allowed into the home. Like I was supposed to be in there November 6th. So I get in, I was like, okay, well this wall's gotta go. We got an open floor plan and we're gonna knock out the wall and put in a beam. I'll get my permits after. And as long as it's open and I have a good rapport, like I know these guys by first name. Um, and that really was my plan, but when he called the building department and I'm installing a beam on a load bearing wall on a 2000 square foot house with a second story above it, um, it does not look good. Like he walked in, he's like, TJ, what are you doing? Like Robert, <laughs> I, I'm putting in a beam, a 33 foot beam actually. And uh, I was gonna come down and get the permits. And he's like, I know you are now for sure. I, I can't say that you were for sure going to before, but you definitely are now. And I wanna see the scope of work on everything. So typical walls that anything that that's being exposed, I have to have looked at by the inspector. Uh, <laughs> and everything I'm opening up will not pass inspection. Like every single wall, there was doors without a header in it. There was windows with no headers in it. There's uh, the layout <laughs> it, on the wall is two foot on center on a two by four exterior wall. And they're supposed to be 16 on center. So, oh, this is just like, and, and of course, uh, two by fours are like 11 bucks a piece. And I'm pretty much rebuilding my home from the inside out. And that's not how you do it. Uh, you know what I mean? That's, that's, uh, that's just not how it's typically done. And I am just watching this bill. You know, I've only got so much money. You know, I already know I'm just going to blow through my budget and I'm going to owe money, extra money that I got to come up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's, becoming harder and harder and harder and harder and I'm not praying I'm not praying I'm not saying a word to God I am completely relying on myself from the moment I wake up you know I should be praying on my way there I should be praying while I'm there and I should be thanking him on my way home and I am doing none of these things and it is you could just watch my sister came and, and visited me she said tj you look like you aged 10 years like is this house gonna kill you is that is that what's going on like you you whatever's you know genuinely worried about me and i was you know not uh not doing good right and i'm not praying i'm not praying i should have been thinking back like god brought me here God brought this to me. He wants this for me. You know, um, I couldn't find a plumber. I couldn't find an electrician. I couldn't find uh, anybody. Like, it was just like the worst time in the world to do these things. And I prayed, finally prayed, but it was for a plumber. It wasn't to help me or anything. It wasn't any of that. I prayed... I prayed and it was for a plumber. Lo and behold, one came the very next day. I should have thought, I prayed, God sent me a plumber. <laughs> wow. That, you know, bing, I'm not, you know, I'm a work in progress, gentlemen. I'm a work in progress. Yeah, and I meet this guy and I think to myself, like, I don't know him. I'm not going to use him. I prayed, and God sent me a plumber. And you rejected I, him. And I, re and I reject him. And not only is he, uh, turns out, to come find out later, after I did some research, he's really good. 
He was really cheap. He was right on time. He, you know, so if I was doing the whole trust God thing, I should have just shook hands, signed our contract. Here you go. There's so he bids my job at seven thousand dollars. There's another company called Brothers Plumbing. I can tell you that our relationship definitely goes south in this story. The is actually bidding. He shows up at the same time uh, as this guy comes for his. Uh, he he'd come in by himself originally and then came back to look at the scope of work and find sharpen his pencil on his bid to make sure he could give me a hard number to that a hard price um and brothers plumbing shows up and he the guy gives me his bid and um my project manager's there after he leaves and says hey these guys said they could do it for seven what are you guys you guys in that ballpark we're not familiar with him. He, yep, right in that ballpark. And I had used them a lot. And I didn't, um, you know, I they were reputable in my thoughts. But that wasn't who God sent me. That's who Brad Anderson sent me. And, uh, you know, and anyway, the... They say, yep, we're right in that, that ballpark. We can start tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well, what do you think, Brad? Brad's like, yeah, we use these guys all the time. Let's just keep it in-house and, 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 and use them. Well, they end up costing me $21,000. My $7,000 plumber that God sent me was right in my price range. And my project manager's plumber, not only did he charge me $21,000, um took about three times longer than anticipated cut holes through all my ceiling joists so big where they will no longer pass inspection and I have to get these special things called stud shoes to repair them and I cannot drywall over and not to mention they're going to take a week and a half to get here I, I don't have weeks and a half I have none of these things I have minutes I'm trying to you know and uh, all of these things are starting to accumulate and it starts the time clock. I'm at about the halfway point. I have no drywall on the wall. I have everything demoed. I have my plumbers are doing more damage than it's worth and costing me three times the amount of money. Um, every single thing is just starting to snowball in a bad way. And I still haven't prayed. I prayed for a plumber. There he was. But I still... So at the end of the day, it's like, it's like about 8.30 at night. I have to have a... Uh, we put a bathroom upstairs, so I have to finish this wall. I had already sheeted it on the floor. I'd framed one side, and then I had to do my uh, shower. Um, the I go upstairs, and the plumber, plumber has cut a 12-inch hole where it shouldn't be and put a toilet in the wrong spot. And I have, you know... All I it dawns on me that I have just I have glued down the floor and ring shank nailed the plywood down through the ceiling and I had built a wall on top of it and now I've got plumbing in the wrong spot and a gaping hole. I have to reframe this. I have to I have to cut this whole floor out tonight. And have this thing ready by tomorrow so that when they get here, they can move the plumbing and then I can have my shower installed so that they can finish plumbing that. And it broke me. It, it broke me to the point where I literally, I hit 
my knees. And I mean, I hit my knees and I cried. I cried like a puddle of tears beneath me in the hallway, in between my son's room and the bathroom. And I begged him. I prayed to him. I prayed so hard about everything and I apologized to him about everything. And I had all had dawned on me that I had not prayed to him and I had not asked for help. And it finally comes to the point where I cannot do this without you. Like I was so stupid to think that there's one ounce that I could have done this on my own. Like all my stupidity is just hit me like a ton of bricks and it is grinding me into the ground. So I prayed and I prayed. I, I didn't touch the bathroom. I did not even, I just cried for an hour and prayed or more. And, uh, I go home, I go home and I'm just defeated. And I sit on the end of my bed and cry to my wife. Like I am apologizing everything I have put our home our finances, we're going to lose this home. Oh, I'll, I'll back, backtrack. Uh, what Russ after what, what, what causes me to break is I'm sitting outside and causes me is that this guy, David had called me. This, this was my, my breaking breaking. He called me and he had told me, I want to come by and see the house. I don't think you're going to finish in time and I'm going to sue you and you're not going to get that house. Uh, and that, well, I was, I was less than pleased with what he was saying. Anyways, throughout our conversation, David decided he didn't want to come by anymore and decided not to come by, which is definitely for the best. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that would have gone well. It was not a good time. Uh so I go home and I'm sitting <laughs> I'm sitting I'm sitting at the end of my wife's on the bed and my wife's like, What's wrong, babe? And I sobbing. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I I I'm not gonna be able to do it. I, I've done everything I could do and I just can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. I, I, we're not going to make it. I've lost our, all our money. I've put our home. We don't have a, we, our, our house is being rented three days after we're supposed to be out of this, uh, into this other house. I got till December 7th at five o'clock Eastern time to have this thing completed. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm defeated, right? And uh, I'll go ahead and turn to your books. Two. Proverbs 13, 4. The, slow, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. A righteous man hates falsehood, but a wicked man acts disgustingly and shamefully. Righteousness guards the one whose way is blameless. That was after, you know, that it, it's all dawning on me, especially after he had called to tell me, you, you can't do it, man. I knew you couldn't do it. And it this is their, their thing the whole time, is that I'm gonna uh, do all this work, and this guy did nothing, and he's gonna steal it from me. And there goes my whole life saving, there goes everything 
my my wife have scrimped and saved every just to get this down payment or for this home all these things start to just destroy me destroy me but in the hallway in my pathetic mess god heard me and whatever i said however i humbled myself enough finally finally humbling myself enough to ask for his help it reminded me of my kids when i'm wanting they want i could see they need help with something and i hey let me help you out nope i got it dad just I, well i got a really easy way to do that nope nope <laughs> i've got this you know they just sit there okay let me know when you need some help i'm right here <laughs> right and that's what i was that's what i was doing just the nope i got this don't worry I'm TJ Winningham, and I got this, you know. So whatever I said, and it was a lot. Like I, I've only prayed like that a few times in my life, where I was just, please, I can't do it without you. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I was. I was stupid, you know. So whatever I said made the big man happy. And he stepped in, and it was beautiful. You gotta listen to this. I'm not. I. I'm not kidding around. Within the next day, the next day, uh, my friend Joe shows up. I finally got all my interior stuff buttoned up, so where I can start putting uh, drywall back on. I haven't called anybody my wife has reached out a little bit on social media but my friend uh joe shows up and he says hey i heard you need some help and i'm like yeah i just need to find drywall if i can get my drywall here uh you want to help me with some drywall he's a drywaller and uh this guy is not a drywaller like, this guy can put up drywall faster than I can bring it to him, right? After he stops by, I get phone call. I got my insulation that I was looking for at the warehouse sitting here. We can deliver it. You've got it. And you can deliver it. Fantastic. Send it down, buddy. They're there. Yeah. The next day, they, they come and they bring all of my stuff here comes in joe he we can't even keep up with this cat with insulation and he is cutting and zipping like you have never seen man i was amazed that i can do it i'm a i'm in the trades i can do drywall this guy can do drywall <laughs> man this guy is hanging sheets and cutting he's multi he's cutting one time i was watching him and he's cutting something with his holding his tape and running his knife down the thing while looking at me, cuts it, breaks it off, and puts it up, and it just fits perfect. <laughs> and I'm just everybody started showing up. Ben from church. I when I met I met Ben. Uh, he was introduced and told me what he did. I'm an electrical engineer and. I judge in a book by its cover, right? Office guy, you know, he had even called. He said, hey, uh, yeah, I'd like to come by and help you out. Uh, well, I need all the help I can get. You know, here's my address and I'll see you when I see you. Not expecting anything from him. Uh, that dude was installing doors as fast as I could bring them to him he did doors he did electrical he fixed some of the trim on the outside i mean this dude got with it some of the floors part of the stairs the list goes on and on 
Mr. Wyvern's been steady Eddie the entire time showing up and encouraging me and, and helping caulking and, and everything else. But I mean, it's, I feel like Moses and the Red Sea, like the miracle, like you see in the, the movie, like I, I don't know if there was music playing when it happened, but it's like, oh, right. But I felt like that because everybody in the world, not only the materials are showing up that were, didn't exist, people are just showing up left and right to help me put everything to, back together and I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I'm like, holy moly. Like, this is actually might happen. Like, I'm starting to feel it when I should know. Because God, pro but God, I, he created the heaven and the earth, the air that we breathe and the honeybees, right? I should have no doubt. I am definitely feeling this. Like, I'm like, this is going to happen. Like, I don't, you know, there's, we're a long way off, but this is going to happen. Uh, so, we'll go back after I prayed. The uh, humility of it all. Turn your books. Do Psalm 34. 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him, and were radiant, and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and rescued them. Amen. You believe that? Like, I don't even know what to say, man. The Lord loves me, man. And that's a great feeling. You know, I was at my lowest. I thought I lost everything. And would have, I imagine, if I didn't seek his help. Right? He brought me that far. The least I could do is thank him. I hadn't even thanked him. How terrible. How terrible. I sit and think about that like, man, that's awful. You know? Uh, where am I here? All right. Trust, trust. Like I should have, like I said, he do anything. You know, it's like I should have just known in my heart that this is, I can't lose. You know, not because of me. Get rid of my ego part of it, right? And if anything, the way everything had transpired, and looking back at it, if I had lost it and I had relied on God and I, and I was looking back and the gain, how much it helped my marriage, just genuinely seeing that person, like our whole, everything that we had most worked to for falling apart and the fact that she just didn't waver, you know, like everything, we're going to lose it all. And step, well, that's what happens. It's not going to, but, you know, yeah. She trusted the whole time. So if I'd lost everything, I would still say that was worth it. To realize that you person that you're sharing your life with is just 110% got your six. Well, didn't work out. You know, I would, I hope that I would be the same. Yeah. You know, that's quite the deal. You know, if you think about it, like you, all, everything, our home, everything up, 
well, you know, it's going to work out, you know, not, not, cause I mean, it would have been so easy for either one of us to be, you know, the whole time, not an argument, not an argument one. We've had our share of in our marriage, but when we prayed like, Hey, we're going to do this together. And we took the time out to pray about it and say, Hey, let's just get through this together and not let this affect anything for us did it man we did it and and it, it was amazing and I, so if i'd have lost it all if i'd have lost all of it i'd have had that and it would have been worth everything it would have been worth everything so uh psalms 22:4 it says in you our fathers trusted they trusted and you delivered them to you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. And that's uh, it's a pretty good deal. And I, uh, I, you know, I'm going to live my life this way. You know, and, and when things, unfortunately, it takes things like that where you know, completely being defeated to feel that way. I wish I didn't have to come to things like that in order to feel like that. But, you know, it, it did for me and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it. Um, I'll, uh, I'll give an example of how I'm using it in my life now is that, um, I've always wanted to, uh, coach a wrestling team a high school wrestling team, like a legitimate high school wrestling team. Um, for guys like me, that's like big leagues as far as coaching is, is concerned. And I got an interview just the other day, just the other day I'm heading out to my interview and it dawns on me. You better pray. And I pray and I said, you know, Lord, don't, don't give me what I want do what's best for me and do what's best for my family because it's quite the undertaking driving out to junction city five days a week plus tournaments on the weekend plus you know what i mean my wife already gives up enough you know and she was on board she did the application she did all the things she made my resume look amazing right and when uh i got a phone call telling me i didn't i didn't get the job I was relieved. I was relieved. In the past, I would have been very upset. I would have been very upset. I'd have been like, you know, I would have wanted to find another team close to them so that I could beat them, you know. (laughs) But no, no, I was genuinely, (laughs) genuinely, um, uh, I felt, you know, relieved because I, I know that, that that wasn't for me. And then another job opened up two days after that, and I applied and I got it. So uh, it's an assistant coaching job, but it's a lot easier on the family, and it's a better fit for me. And it's actually perfect, right? So boom, one door closed, another door opens. I prayed to the man. He found something that worked for me personally, right? Um I, uh, so we get the house pretty close. Deadlines are coming. It's, uh, I have no doubt. I've lost all feeling of this can't be done. I know it's going to happen. Uh, it gets to the wire. My final inspection, I have to have this done December 7th. My final inspection for my final is December 7th at 11.30. I have to have emails from my inspector to my real estate loan officer, from my loan officer uh, to, from the inspector to the appraiser, to from the appraiser to the real estate, from the real estate to their office back east by five o'clock 
Eastern time, of course, right? And this we find out the Eastern time part like three days before. Because at first I'm like, dude, with a couple emails, it'll be all right. No big deal. Well, Eastern time, buddy. Uh, yeah, so uh, we, we, December 7th rolls in. I am installing the handrail that goes up my stairs as the inspector shows up an hour and a half late, of course. And, uh, well, it's the same inspector that watched me put in a beam without permits. So, you know, he's really going through everything with a fine tooth comb. And he, I just humble myself and I'm like, Robert, like I, if you're upset about the beginning, like I apologize. And I, I have to get these emails. I explain the situation like this, this has to happen by five o'clock and Eastern time. <laughs> no, he's like, typically I just do that at the end of the day, TJ. I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I will have lost this house. I will, you know, I, I, every end of the day, like, I, I don't know if you can make an exception, but I, I'm, I would appreciate it if you did. Uh, he says, I'll see what I can do, you know? <laughs> and uh, I knew he's gonna do it. I knew they were going to get it. I knew. And that was a great feeling. Like, I didn't have to have a heart attack, you know, because if I hadn't, you know, I knew I was going to win. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, the feeling that I had, but I just knew. And I'm talking minutes. Like, that got done with minutes so all those emails transpired and got to where they had to go and we got the thumbs up within minutes of it of our deadline of our impossible deadline 2100 square foot house complete remodel gutted uh trash from floor to ceiling and around oh my goodness it was a nightmare but i knew it and it did it did and uh, and i and the feeling of knowing that that is going to happen was was pretty amazing for me and uh i was sitting uh <laughs> after all this is all uh I was, i'll close close with this uh i i was sitting in my living room and and uh mike harbour would always come and, and pay a visit during uh family camp when he'd come and i'm telling him this story about how you know and walking him through and i'm showing him this and i'm showing him that and he didn't say a word the whole time and i tell him i said i i finally prayed and god help me mike isn't that awesome and he's like yeah that is but what what took you so long <laughs> And I mean, really, that, so that would be, uh, I guess my call to action for you gentlemen is that, and especially you younger gentlemen, is that you don't need to allow it uh, to consume you so much as that if you just trust in him and just know that uh, he's got your best interest in mind, um, it'll all work out. And that's what I got. Thank you guys. Woo!